0: Season 4, episode 67, your midweek bonus episode here for you. And, uh, boy, it's a it's pretty bonus, all right. Yeah, nothing more stupid than waking up with a spider in your underwear. mm mm yeah. yeah. Well, we've got that and um, a lot of other strange stuff. And we're just getting started. I mean, I'm already seeing what we got coming ahead for our weekend episode. And uh, I know my insane Florida nephew... He's going to have a lot of fun with this. Okay. Well, oh, and speaking of the weekend episode, you want to make sure you're subscribing because we're going to find out in the weekend episode what uh, my insane Florida nephew is going to be having for baby number two. So it'll be the big reveal. <clears throat> so, But in the meantime, though, grab you a handful of some beef fat and smear it on your face and enjoy some stupidity. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. I'm insane, Eric Lane. And welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. Yes, and I spent my last weekend with... uh, a bunch of teenagers with our church's youth group. We spent three days and two nights together out in the middle of the woods at a camp where I slept on a very hard camp mattress. Um, The nice thing is it was a very nice cabin, actually. You know, it was even like newly built, like maybe, what, two years old, even air-conditioned, although didn't really need it because everything kind of got a little chilly with rain halfway through the uh, the weekend but i got to sleep also next to the air conditioner so yeah anyway yeah i took little cat naps that's kind of how i slept the entire time but uh, it's uh, you know better than nothing i certainly enjoyed my bed when i got home and a really nice shower actually i sit in my soaker tub for like an hour after i got in you know but you know i'll tell you this even after spending that weekend having a good time with the kids You know, I was still a little woozy. You know, when I go to work, I'm sitting here in the middle of the afternoon at my job at the radio station and I'm doing my mundane stuff after I get off off the air. I do a lot of off-the-air mundane stuff, right? And I'm just kind of zoning. And I'm thinking, you know, I could use a nap. I really could, you know? In fact, the surge in the remote work We're, what, three years into this now, and we have found one thing that has been made clear. People working from home feel more productive. And, boy, I'm telling you, I would have enjoyed working from home this week, you know. And not just with work, though. Some are productive even in the bedroom. Um, Yeah, there's a new survey that's out that's found 24% of remote workers admit they take naps while on the clock. 11% is even had a little nookie-nookie while they were, quote-unquote, working, if you know what I mean. The most common non-work activity that people do on the clock is um, scrolling, doom-scrolling through social media. Yeah, uh, three-quarters of us have done that. No surprise, right? There one other common ones or are household chores, shopping online. Some people shop online even at work, not even working from home. Some people watch TV, they run errands, they plan trips. admit they only work about three or four hours on an average day when working remotely. But that's on par, though, with the average office worker, who in a recent uh, study said that they're productive for less than three hours a day. Now, most millennials and Gen Xers working remotely say they work a full eight-hour day or longer. And um, overall, about 60% of the remote workers say they worked later in the day during off hours to catch up on the work they didn't do, due to the non-work activities. So I guess the work is getting done. It's just a little more flexible, I guess, you know? I don't know. It's uh definitely the, the pandemic has made things a lot more stupid in some ways, you know? Yeah. Well, um, here is something um, that you don't want to see happen at work. I don't know. Whatever happened, you know, people, you know, they're playing hooky when they're Supposed to be working from home, right? Whatever happened to just playing hooky the old school way? There's a 21-year-old woman in New York named Jaylene Mota, recently hired by Buffalo Wild Wings. But she didn't want to go to work. I guess you can't work from home when you work at Buffalo Wild Wings. So here's what Jaylene did. She decided to hatch a really stupid plan. And for some reason, most people do that. I don't know why. So, Jaylene sends a text message to random people. She claims somebody was going to, quote, shoot up that Buffalo Wild Wings location. She said it would be a, quote, massacre. And, quote, lots of people are going down. Pretty intense stuff. Now, she knew people would probably believe her and warn the restaurant because, unfortunately, this kind of stuff happens all the time in America. Well... She also should have known that what do you think they would do when they got that message, huh? They're not going to sit idly by and lock the place down. They're going to call the cops, which is exactly what they did. And they could easily trace those messages right back to Jaylene. And yes, you guessed it. They arrested Jaylene. And now she's looking at five years in prison. Well, hey, look, you didn't want to go to work for one day. You get to not go to work for five years. See there? It worked in, worked out in your favor. Well, luckily, nobody was harmed at Buffalo Wild Wings, other than the people that ate the food, of course. <laughs> Definitely a very terrible plan, but hey, at least she did take a shot. <laughs> well, you've also heard that it takes 21 days to make a new habit stick, right? Well, if you're on day 20, I hate to break this tough news to you, but um, there's a study that was done and found that... Uh, Well, it's not really true. Researchers at Caltech, they looked into it and they found there's not really a one-size-fits-all answer like that. Now, they say 21, that number really isn't based on any science. It's, I mean, I mean, how long it takes depends really on what the habit is and other factors like maybe your personality. They looked at two different habits to see how long it took for each one to stick. Now, hand-washing and Going to the gym on a regular basis, 3,000 hospital workers had to get into the habit of washing their hands a lot more, and that one took a few weeks to catch on. But they also tracked 30,000 people that signed up for gym memberships, and, well, they had to keep going on an average of six months before it became a habit. So tougher habits require a little more patience, I guess. Uh, it took even longer than that for some people. That would be probably be like me. One big factor was how long it has been since the last time that they went to the gym. So if you haven't worked out in years, you might want to keep pushing yourself for a little while. You know, yeah, for me, it may turn out to be six years rather than six months, frankly. Yeah, well, I know one thing that gets into an easy habit, especially around this time of the year Um bear attacks, meaning bears attacking your garbage because bears are coming out of hibernation and they're hungry. Well, there's a woman in British Columbia's Sunshine Coast who awoke to a rather sticky situation at her house when she looked out and saw a bear with a very big sweet tooth had broken into her car and crushed dozens of cans of soda that she had left in there overnight. Her name is Sharon Rosel, She said that she was awakened by her dog about three o'clock in the morning. She looks outside to see this black bear surrounded by shattered glass from her car window. And she says he was drinking massive amounts of soda. I hear Sharon talking about what kind of pop the bear favored particularly. It was about three in the morning and my dog actually alerted me too something was out there so i took a look outside and i saw the bear and he was drinking massive amounts of soda he started with the orange crush and eventually the last thing he got was the diet pop which is the only thing he didn't finish so out of the 72 pop he drank 69 of them rosal said that she watched from her balcony in earl's cove british columbia for about an hour and a half while the bear used its teeth to break open the cans and slurp down the contents while making a sweet mess of her car's interior. She said she even tried throwing cold water on the bear from her balcony, but, nah, didn't work. She then tried doing something, I don't know, I would think kind of, most people call this reasonable, I'd call it stupid, but she tried reasoning with the bear. She was trying to explain to the bear she needed her car to get to work the next morning. She says, Then I tried psyching him out by telling him I was a bear, and I or I was a bear hunter. Well, that didn't do anything either, so I just had to stand by and just watch him devour my car. Rosal took pictures of the bear break-in and its aftermath the next morning. She says that the bear ripped the car's leather interior, broke the window roller handle from standing on it, spilled the soda everywhere, including the gear shifter. She says, Of course, white leather interior goes really good with orange crush. (laughs) She also noted the bear also knocked over a pack of paper towels, but really didn't consider using them to clean up the mess they made. She's kind of hoping her insurance will cover some of the damage. She owns a food truck, see, and Russell says she had actually purchased the soda for her business the previous evening. And because she lives in a remote area, she says she does deal with bears on a daily basis and normally is very hyper-vigilant and careful not to leave food in the vehicle. But she never dreamed a bear would be attracted to soda. Well, apparently that bear knows where to get it. Well, let me introduce you to a 28-year-old Floridian named Anthony Coleman Hill. Anthony was arrested for cocaine possession after police responded to a 911 call about a trespasser acting erratic and doing drugs outside of 7-Eleven in Orlando. Now, upon arriving at the convenience store, cops spotted Coleman Hill smoking what appeared to be illegal narcotics coleman hill who allegedly was displaying signs of narcotics impairment reportedly said that he had been smoking molly now a search of coleman hill yielded a small bag of cocaine from his pants pocket according to the arrest affidavit coleman hill was arrested on a felony drug possession charge and was booked into the orange county jail where he remains locked up in lieu of about a thousand dollars bond Coleman Hill, police noted, was transported to the jail without incident. Now, the funny thing about this whole ordinary drug bust is that the arrest affidavit offers no clear insight as to why Coleman Hill, in his mugshot, appears to have been doused with some sort of unidentified milky substance. Okay, so the guy was on Molly, had coke in his pocket, He was probably even more dangerous to shoppers at 7-Eleven than the three-day-old pizza. Of course, I wonder what white substance was all over this dude's head. Hopefully not, well, um, you know. I'll just leave it there. There might have been some substance in the back of this guy's boxers when he revealed how he had felt something moving after sleeping the night he woke up to find a massive spider hiding in a very vulnerable place. This brave boy, or young man, took to TikTok to share a rather chilling video of this huge huntsman spider nestled in his pants. While sitting on the toilet, the um, TikToker, who goes by the name of Control showed his 240,000 followers this big brown huntsman spider tucked away into the waistband of his boxer shorts. The uh, Aussie TikTok user writes, I woke up this morning with something moving in my pants, and this huntsman spider was sleeping against my gonads. (laughs) Okay. And, you know, he was surprisingly calm, you know, and uh, so the man slowly zooms into the giant body of the scary arachnid, keeping nice and warm. Like look, let the glitter in his eye. He had a great old time. He uh, goes on to say, "I thought I felt something moving." <sighs> the nightmarish clip has actually been viewed by somewhat uh, over four and a half to five million times and racked up over 212 like 212 thousand likes, over 8,000 comments from the terrified followers. One uh, commenter writes, how is he so chill with this? I'm never going to Australia. Another one commented, new fear unlocked. And a third one said, how can you be so chilled about it? You would be calling me back from outer space if I found that bad boy inside my trolleys. <laughs> and a fourth commenter chimed in, oh, hell no. I would be having a major meltdown. Someone else choked, i live on the other side of the world, but this video is going to keep have me sleeping with the lights on. I mean, viewers were understandably left with their jaws on the floor as the huntsman spider is one of the largest in the world, and they're also venomous. They're common in Australia, but believe it or not, they've been introduced accidentally to parts of the good old U.S. of A., as well as Pakistan, India, China, and Japan. These massive crab-like spiders can have a leg span of up to 30 centimeters leaving people quaking at the sight of them. But uh, the brave TikToker is known by his followers to share unreal encounters with spiders and other terrifying insects while his fans watch in horror. I saw the video and this sucker starts crawling up the dude's bare leg as he sits on the toilet. But imagine asleep when you feel something move inside your boxer shorts only to find a 30 centimeter huntsman spider curled up and keeping warm next to your gonads. That will definitely um, kill the mood, okay? Now, I don't know if this works or not, but I bet you'll probably get a little extra face lick or two from your dog. Uh, The latest beauty trend on TikTok, rubbing beef fat all over your face. (laughs) Supposed to be a great moisturizer and even an acne cure. Technically, it's called beef tallow, rendered fat that's been cooked down to remove all the impurities. It's kind of like lard, except lard is from pigs. But a bunch of people online swear that it works. And they say their skin has never looked better. Here's uh, one of the TikTok influencers named Hannah Follis-Brontham, uh, who is pushing this new trendy product on her Instagram. This is bovine tallow. Beef tallow. It's That's beef fat. Guys, I literally slather this all over my face every single night. Okay, beef fat actually has the same biology as the oils in our skin, which is why our skin literally soaks up this lipid-rich moisturizer. This has been a game-changer in my skin. Now, most people aren't buying it at the grocery store, by the way. Back in the day, people did use it as a natural moisturizer, and some beauty brands still sell it but they usually mix it with things like beeswax or essential oils. Otherwise, it doesn't have much of a smell. Somebody asked a dermatologist who said that it is probably safe to try, but wouldn't be his first choice for acne or dry skin. There's a lot of other products now that are actually proven to help with skin issues, and he says beef tallow could actually end up making your pores even more clogged up. But that said, some fans claim that they've tried everything for acne, and This is the only thing that's actually worked. Yeah, it's okay. When you finish with that steak, just cut off that fat and let me rub some on my face, you know. So, well, I've um, also heard about some government officials who are out stealing tax dollars for their own use, you know, usually for their own campaigns or to fund some extravagant uh, lifestyle they're living. But I've never heard of this before. There's a former city official in Ohio who has now been sentenced to five years in prison for taking public money to fund his own roadside zoo. This guy blew through more than $300,000, spent the money on a wild wildebeest, owls, several other exotic animals, custom-built enclosures, pressure watchers, outdoor grills, a projector screen, a popcorn cart, and a snow cone machine. Now, there were other items, too, which eh, may or may not have been for the zoo such as hot tubs, an above-ground pool, kayaks, a drum set, a gazebo, a drone, a video game system, tricycles, telescopes, and even a dishwasher. Well, he pled guilty to felony corruption, theft, tampering with records, and a misdemeanor count of dereliction of duty. In addition to serving time, now he's also going to have to repay $340,000 that he stole. So, yeah, probably have to put the old zoo up for sale. Oh, well. Well, a New Zealand hunting competition in which children would have attempted to kill as many kitty cats as possible has now been canceled after an outpouring of fury about the event. The annual hunt announced a new children's category that would target feral cats they actually pose a significant threat to the country's biodiversity. Competitors were instructed not to kill their pets, but whoever killed the most feral cats would scoop up a prize worth about 155 bucks. The event, which had been part of a fundraiser for a school, was criticized by animal rights activists who argued that children wouldn't be able to differentiate between the feral cats, the stray cats, and Fluffy down the street. The hunt's organizer said the children's category would no longer go ahead, adding that, quote, vile and inappropriate messages had been sent to some people involved. Uh, The North Canterbury hunting competition wrote on Facebook, We are disappointed and apologize to those who are excited to be involved in something that is about protecting our native birds and other vulnerable species. Hmm. (laughs) Hundreds of armed children hunting down wild feral cats. Hmm, what could possibly have a problem with that? I don't know. You, I, I, I tell you, I know who's probably happy about the story. Feral cats. Well, just before 5 o'clock in the morning, the Iowa State Senate passed a bill along the party lines that loosened restrictions on employment for teenagers between 14 and 16 years old. Now, this is a bill that passed 32 to 17 with all the Democrats and two Republicans voting against it, it allows 14-year-olds to work six-hour night shifts, 15-year-olds to work on assembly lines moving up to 50 pounds, and 16-year-olds to serve alcohol. Now, a workplace accident can happen in the blink of an eye, says Democratic Senator Janice Weiner, who tells WHO 13 Des Moines it takes mere seconds for a red iron beam to fall. Iowans should not be putting our kids and... They are kids in dangerous situations. Now, meanwhile, the Republican Senator Adrian Dickey defends the move and says with this bill we're strengthening and providing protections to our youth. I don't know. This actually sounds like a worse idea than letting kids hunt feral cats. (laughs) I mean this isn't really a problem. I mean what? It's 2023. I mean, do teenagers who want to work actually even exist? You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or... If you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guero has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback. Okay. Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. What's going on, guys? It's Dan here. And are you someone that just can't seem to get enough insanity in your life? Well, I have some great news for you. If you tune into the Button Pusher Podcast, you'll get plenty of that and more. Give it a listen. The Button Pusher Podcast with Daniel Leslie. Check it out on Spotify. And now from the news desk called Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. Governor Ron DeSantis says Anheuser-Busch is too woke and has lost him as a customer. Jeez, a bush hasn't been kicked out of Florida this fast since Jeb got embarrassed in 2016. In a new interview, though, DeSantis stated, why would you want to drink Bud Light? And the traditional answer is because it tastes slightly like carbonated urine. Scientists have discovered a new frog species that disguises itself as poop. This uh, this look is great, you know, for the frog, you know, because all the flies are hovering around him constantly. Well, the new study describes uh, Latoria nispella as being camouflaged to look like bird droppings in order to ward off hungry predators. Uh, Yeah, cool frog, but... uh, You definitely don't want to see him on your car like all the other bird droppings. And a new CNBC survey shows that public pessimism regarding the economy has hit a new high, or as the current administration will translate it, everyone is happy and thriving. (laughs) Amid persistent inflation, higher interest rates, recession worries, Americans have never been more negative about the economy. I mean, it's so bad, some people are looking to move somewhere more financially stable, you know, like... Venezuela. Canada's inflation rate plunged to 4.3 recently, led by falling gas prices, which means the only thing that remains superinflated is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's ego. Did they say falling gas prices? I'm sorry, but, you know, we as Americans simply just cannot relate to such an insane concept. And young Detroit Lion star Amon Ra St. Brown says he's eyeing the playoffs after a strong finish to the 2022 season. This headline really popped out for me because Lions and playoffs are two words you never really see in the same sentence. Of course, it would be insane to see the Lions make the playoffs, I mean, mainly because when you watch that team, you think you're viewing a remake of The Biggest Losers. Donald Trump marked his return to Instagram after more than two years with posts pump promoting his line of NFT trading cards. Trump uses Truth Social now, see? So it was nice for his followers to see him back on a social media platform that isn't a total joke. The NFT trading cards were 99 bucks apiece and sold out in less than a day. Actually, they were so successful that President Biden has been inspired to sell his own line of adult diapers. Ex-Biden official Sam Brinton was reportedly still paid a hefty six-figure government salary while facing a felony charge for stealing airport luggage. You know, with that kind of dough, you can get access to some great baggage claim areas to pilfer even more bags. <laughs> and, well, the former senior Department of Energy official has been charged with stealing airport luggage twice. A government employee being a low-life, dirty thief. Wow. Why is this a news story again? In the USA Today Suffolk University poll, 14% of voters who back President Biden in 2020 say they would support Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in 2024's presidential election, which kind of makes sense because they'd like to back a Democrat who speaks a language other than gibberish. And Del Taco encouraged its fans to celebrate responsibly over the 420 weekend. And offered free delivery and special deals but if they really wanted to help their customers they'd offer free Pepto Bismol instead. I mean look Del Taco definitely hits just right when you're stoned on your couch but you have to be okay with spending the rest of the night scared on your toilet. A cube-shaped creature with 24 eyes was discovered hiding in a pond in Hong Kong But this sounds more like it came from a pond in Chernobyl. Well, scientists analyzed the animal and realized they had discovered a new species of box jellyfish. And uh, knowing Chinese wet markets, this thing will be on the shelves and then on people's plates by the next week at the latest. Netflix announced they're shuttering their DVD by mail business with the iconic red envelopes set to disappear from the mailboxes before the end of the year. Pretty sad, really, but look, if you're still receiving DVDs in the mail, it's probably time to leave the year 2007. Rachel uh, McAdams, the actress, recently posed for Bustle and let her unshaved armpits hang out in the open. It appears that Rachel now identifies as a French woman. So far, the reactions have been a little mixed. Rachel has certainly created quite a hairy situation for herself. And the Warriors went without Draymond Green for Game 3 of their first-round playoff series against the Kings after the NBA suspended the star forward. Now, if you want to see someone get beat up in California, you got to follow fans leaving the stadium and walking back to their cars. (laughs) Draymond might be the most hated man in California right now, and that's really saying something because Gavin Newsom is still the governor. And Magic Mike's last dance has finally been released on digital and Blu-ray, just in case you wanted to know what women across the country will be doing on a Friday night. You can even get a digital copy and a Blu-ray copy together. But this really isn't surprising because, well, Magic Mike is known for great packages. A new study is finding that both listening and learning to play music could prevent a decline in brain health. So I guess we'll expect to see President Biden's closest assistants making a few purchases at the local guitar center. It's pretty cool that listening to music can prevent a decline in brain health. Unless, of course, you listen to Justin Bieber, in which case you must already be brain dead. And according to an anonymous survey of 108 players, Phoenix Sun star Devin Booker is among the biggest trash talkers in the NBA as opposed to Warriors forward Draymond Green, who is simply one of the biggest pieces of trash in the league. Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania raised a few eyebrows with his uh, choppy opening statement after his return to the Senate after he had been hospitalized for clinical depression. In fact, it got so bad, people called in the Biden to English translator to help out. Reporter Savannah Hernandez tweeted she has, quote, heard second graders with better reading abilities than this. <laughs> this is just insulting. Second graders across the country are like, please don't compare us to that. A new research suggests that social media content and its unique algorithm can worsen someone already struggling's mental state. And if you don't think people who use social media often are struggling mentally, then you've never spent much time on Twitter. Although, nothing is worse for your mental health and TikTok, frankly, because as soon as you see yet another stupid teenager dancing to a bad song, you just want to go jump off a cliff. A Virginia animal shelter is seeking a new home for a strikingly corpulent cat weighing in at a staggering 40.3 pounds. Now, to give you just an idea how large this cat is, let's just say it could easily be a cast member on The View. The Richmond Animal Care and Control said Patches the cat is on a special diet and a special exercise plan to help him come down to a healthier weight. And now activists are calling on the shelter to stop cat shaming. And Mexican President André Manuel López Obrador accused the Pentagon of spying on his government following leaks in the U.S. media. Now, these accusations are... Crazy, mainly because, well, he's implying that our Department of Defense actually functions properly. I mean, there were no spy balloons, however, but the clowns in our current administration were definitely making plenty of balloon animals. And the new horror film, Evil Dead Rise, is now in theaters. It's a perfect film to see if you want to poop your pants even more than the president. The movie features flesh-possessing demons wreaking havoc on two sisters. Kind of sounds horrifying, but look, this time of the year, it's just nice to see flesh possessing demons outside of the IRS. And the movie Rust has resumed filming with Alec Baldwin still on board. And luckily, the writers of the article chose the word filming instead of the word shooting. Filming has moved to Montana for the remainder of the production, and it's been noted that there won't be any working weapons or live ammo on the set, which is probably good because with Alex in town, the people of Montana were building bomb shelters to hide in. Tiger Woods underwent fusion surgery to treat post-traumatic arthritis in his foot and will be out indefinitely. Yeah, people really feel for Tiger because now somebody is going to have to wheel him into his local hooters. (laughs) Looks like Tiger won't be able to play with his balls anymore this year. Well, golf balls. And former President Trump held an impromptu pizza party with his supporters after a campaign speech. This is welcome news, because at this point, most people would prefer pizza party over Democratic Party or even Republican Party. Trump made a surprise visit to the downtown house of pizza in Fort Myers and handed out slices to his supporters. And to his detractors, he handed out slices of Papa John's. According to a recent poll conducted by CNBC, at least 53% of Americans admit They don't have a penny of emergency savings. And the other 47% don't have a penny of regular savings. Some experts believe you should have enough savings to cover about three to six months worth of expenses. And that must be so, or, you know, you can have enough money to survive in fantasy land. Several men have been arrested in connection with the attempted illegal sale of nitrous oxide in downtown Austin. And some say this isn't really no laughing matter. But I have to respectfully disagree. About Eight men were arrested and officers confiscated 13 uh, 13 tanks of the laughing gas, along with hundreds of balloons. And now most will agree the only thing this group of clowns should be doing is making balloon animals. An 88-year-old windsurfer in Poland is seeking Guinness World Records recognition as the oldest person to practice his favorite sport. It's amazing that he's windsurfing here because at his age... Most people are just usually sitting at home breaking wind. What's this man doing? I mean, you got to see it. It's certainly jaw-dropping. I mean, it's enough to make your dentures fall out. Australian golf fans went wild on the par-3 party hole, dubbed the watering hole, screaming and tossing beer cans after American golfer Chase Kopka hit a hole in one. This makes sense because getting it in the hole this quickly is definitely worth celebrating. This was an incredibly noteworthy moment in golf history, mainly because it marked the first time ever people watching at home didn't feel like falling asleep. According to a new poll, the majority of Americans do not want former President Trump or current President Biden to run in 2024. Now, at this point, Americans are just looking for someone more respectable, like Bozo the Clown. I mean, 48% of those who said Biden shouldn't run again cited his age as a major reason. I mean, he'll be turning 81, uh, or actually, he's 81, going to be turning 82 in November of 2024. So it's kind of amazing he's considered running for president when he really should be running to the bathroom. The engine of an American Airlines Boeing 737 caught fire after hitting a flock of geese about 25 minutes after it took off in Ohio. I mean, this is why 80s rocks fans are always telling people to stick with the Flock of Seagulls instead. A video from the ground shows Flight 1958 returning to the John Glenn International Airport in Columbus as flames are seen shooting out from the right engine. To which Spirit Airlines was like, wait, wait, you guys don't normally have flames coming from your engines? A video from a Florida sanctuary shows a heartwarming hugs that are being shared by a group of chimpanzees when they reunited after the long journey from Ohio. It was so thrilling. They were definitely happy to see each other, but probably even happier they're no longer in Ohio. And finally, NBC Universal CEO Jeff Shell is departing the company due to, quote, an inappropriate relationship following an internal investigation. Now, this man used to be the head honcho. <clears throat> now he's just simply a Jeff shell of himself. Uh, shell said in the statement, "Quote, I had an inappropriate relationship with a woman in the company which I deeply regret." Yeah, you know, NBC Universal is known for Jurassic Park, uh, but this guy should have known just to keep his big old lizard away from the employees. you can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real time updates and a little of uh, the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join insane eric lane's stupid world telegram channel i'll be posting links to the stories that i read here on the episodes you're able to read the actual articles see the pictures look at the videos make comments about what you have actually seen or Read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me/insaneericlane. That's t.me/insanee r insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram messenger right there from the preview channel, right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or said. now this week's a Genius Award. And this week's Genius Award goes to a 36-year-old Florida man by the name of Jacob Parrish. He's behind bars after he tried to rob a Wells Fargo advisor office in Lake County, Florida. Now, the office building is not a bank branch and holds no cash. People say the man was armed with a knife and told an employee he was going to rob the place. Well, the employee ran off and locked himself inside a room where he called the police. Cops say... He has a lengthy criminal record, too. He's being held on $35,000 bond. So the judge is going to dismiss the case because the bank robber identifies as an old, rich, white actor whose name rhymes with Daldwin. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear he tried to rob an empty Brinks truck just a few weeks ago, too. Yeah, and then there's this. an 800, About 800 pounds of fentanyl were found inside a tractor trailer transporting green beans through the Ote Mesa port in San Diego, California. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers stopped a 48 year old driver at the port after conducting a non intrusive search. They discovered more than 3.5 million fentanyl pills valued at $21.1 million hiding among the produce. The search was prompted when officers noted irregularities with the tractor trailer, prompting them to call in a narcotic detector dog who alerted them to the pills inside. The driver has been taken into the custody of the Immigration and Customs Enforcement for allegations of attempted narcotic smuggling. The CPB recognizes our officers' exceptional performance and applaud their continued efforts to protect and serve our communities so says Rosa Hernandez, the port director for the Ote Mesa cargo facility. The seizure provides insight and displays how our officers work together in collaboration to keep this dangerous drug off the streets. She goes on to say... Drug smuggling through the border continues to be an issue with 471 fentanyl seizures reported over a five-month period. Now, CBP has also conducted more than 4,200 meth and 1,200 cocaine seizures during that time. 800 pounds of fentanyl in, in green beans? See, this is why we should all avoid vegetables whenever possible. Yeah, fentanyl, fentanyl in San Diego green beans, you know. And here I thought the people of San Diego were known more for smoking green grass. Or how about this? It's a fun time to be drunk and have a fire extinguisher. That's what Jordan Mulcahy, a 35-year-old Minnesota resident, said following his arrest for allegedly burglarizing a Florida office building and stealing alcohol and a fire extinguisher. Police say the vacationing Mulcahy broke a window and entered the Clearwater property Uh, which was not open to the public. When clearing a crew member confronted him, or when a cleaning crew member confronted him, cops say Mulcahy says, I'm leaving, and walked out the property's front door. Mulcahy exited with a trash bag of alcohol bottles in his right hand and a fire extinguisher in his left, according to the criminal complaint, which notes that the defendant showed an indication of alcohol influence. Mulcahy was arrested about 1230 in the morning and charged with burglary and grand theft, both felonies, by the way, and petty theft, which is a misdemeanor. He was booked into the county jail where he's locked up in lieu of about $20,250 bond. Mulcahy is also being held on a felony arrest warrant for failing to show up at a Minnesota court hearing in connection with his recent arrest for allegedly stealing a pair of laptops from a Best Buy store. (laughs) I understand why this guy probably needed a fire extinguisher. I mean, after all, he was totally lit. I mean, he had a big trash bag full of alcohol bottles, and he himself is a trash bag constantly filled with alcohol. Hmm. And what about this? A manager of a Pennsylvania McDonald's restaurant is accused of taking nearly $50,000 over the course of a six-month period. According to the Dunmore Police Department, officers were called to the borough's McDonald's for a reported theft. The owner of the restaurant told police they believe a employee, Stephanie Van Sickle, had been stealing from the business due to discrepancies with the deposits that she handled. Uh, through further investigation, detectives came to believe the thefts were committed by Van Sickle between the beginning of September and the end of March. Now, police say that by the end of March, the grand total of the amount taken had hit 48625 bucks. Now, Van Sickle was then charged with felony counts of theft and receiving stolen property, and she was released on unsecured bail of $10,000. Stealing 50000 bucks from Ronald will most certainly get you a visit from the Hamburglar, that's for sure. Yeah, the owners knew something was wrong whenever they noticed that she was signing the deposit slip says Grimace. <laughs> and you gotta check this one out. An argument about a parking spot carried over into a Cub Scout meeting in Michigan, leading to a man being knocked unconscious, according to police. The incident happened in uh, Warren, Michigan, about 20 miles north of Detroit. Police are now searching for 26-year-old Tyrone Sledge, who has been charged with assault with intent to do great bodily harm. The Warren Police Department said an argument that took place in the parking lot of Roos Elementary School prior to the Cub Scout meeting. A man called out a woman for parking in a handicapped spot without a permit, according to police. Police referred to the argument as brief and minor, but the woman called Tyrone Sledge her relative, who later appeared at the meeting. Sledge is shown in the surveillance video entering the cafeteria during the Cub Scout meeting and approaching the 47-year-old man. Sledge allegedly advised the victim he was armed and threatened the victim before punching the victim in the head, according to police. The punch knocked the victim unconscious. He was taken to the hospital, and the video shows Sledge then leaving the cafeteria after punching the man, and he's still at large, and police are searching for him. I'm just going to assume that old Mr. Sledge did not earn his mental stability merit badge. I I hear that he tried to get the guy to meet him at the teeter-totter after the meeting, but called Sledge a chicken, and, well, it was on. And you'll never believe this. Florida man has many skills, including turning an everyday traffic accident into a wild incident involving partial nudity and a police chase through a swamp. Authorities say a 23-year-old man drove his Nissan Sentra across the center line, colliding with a semi-truck, but instead of exchanging information and waiting for police, he strips down to his underwear and took off into the swamp. Police say the crash happened about 8.30 in the evening near Mulberry in Polk County, Florida, after the collision, the truck driver was sore but was able to give police a description of the man whom they say stripped down to his skivvies before running into the water. Dogs found the diver, are uh, found the, <coughs> the driver about a mile deep into the swamp, wearing only his boxer shorts. The uh, though police uh, can be scary, the man likely found countless other horrors hiding in the swamp that night. An officer said he was ready to come out of the swamp when they found him. He didn't really resist, they said. He just wanted to get out of the woods and the swamp, according to what one officer told the local news. Officials speculated the man likely stripped it down to his boxers to make it harder for him to be found. But, as they pointed out, wearing only your underwear makes you easier to spot. The driver took off because he was driving on a suspended license and without insurance. Now adding to those charges... He's also got to deal with the matter of leaving the scene of a crash with injuries. The naked runner could have saved himself and everybody a whole bunch of trouble if he'd just faced the music, uh, preferably clothed. In addition to his embarrassment, the man could also face hundreds in fines and some jail time as the suspended license charge alone carries up to 60 days in jail. Yeah, and this guy thought he could survive in the swamp? I mean, who the heck does he think he is, Shrek? Luckily, he didn't get totally naked. I mean, that's one snake absolutely no swamp needs to see. Okay, one more. It's a spectacle among those like the Florida panther and invasive Burmese pythons that you'll only find in the country's southernmost state. We're talking Florida man. (laughs) It's a certain title that has become known all around the globe. Florida Man is so well-known, there is even a TV show dedicated to the careful craft. And it was um, a Florida man that was spotted out in uh, Cape Coral doing what he does best, capturing people's attention. A man traveling through the city noticed a motorcycle like he's never seen before. It has wheels, a handlebar, but the body of the bike was that of a jet ski, Without hesitation, they took a photo of the man riding his creation, consisting of a cross between a sports bike and a jet ski. While it is amusing to see, a spokesperson at the Cape Coral Police Department says the creation this uh, Florida man is riding is most likely illegal. In the photo, you can't really clearly see a license plate. That's the biggest issue. According to the Florida law, motorcycles must have headlights, handlebars not higher than the rider's shoulders, at least one rearview mirror, and turn signals. It's also required that any riders under the age of 21 wear a helmet. (laughs) Yeah, let's see. Man spotted riding illegal jet ski motorcycle on highway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure it gets any more Florida than this. (laughs) Yeah, this thing looked absolutely awful on the road, frankly. It's kind of like, you know, when you see someone driving a Kia Rio. Well, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Give it a five-star rating. This is five-star stupidity here, people. And please make a nice review and make it really stupid. I just might feature it on an upcoming episode because when you rate and review the podcast, it uh, helps it to show up prominently in searches because there's folks out there searching for stupidity. So help them out. Share the podcast on your social media. That way you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget to click that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. You certainly don't want to miss any of the new stupid episodes coming. And you can even avoid that annoying buffering when you are in the crappy cell service or Wi-Fi coverage. Just download every episode to your device. I recommend... Podcast Addict is a great app, optimum performance. It's free of charge at your app store. They also have got a couple of paid versions as well. You get two feeds, of course, of stupidity, uh, plus this uh, bonus episode that comes every midweek. You also get the weekend episode with Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew. And Pancho will actually answer your questions using his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. You can test your skills also against Pancho with our weekly insane game show and by the way you can also download the telegram messenger app and then you can join the insane eric lane stupid world channel There you will see the articles, get to read the articles that's uh, based on each of the episode's stupidity. You can comment about what you read. You can share the articles with your friends. You can even post comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. Get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash lane. T.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. It's a free app available in desktop or mobile. They got Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple platforms. You can also follow me using the handle... At Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter, or just head over to my website. It's all right there too, at insaneericlane.com. Now I've got this week's verbal meme for you. Starting tomorrow, whatever life throws at me, I'm ducking so it hits somebody else. St. Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, and Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill, copyright 1992 Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music the platform for the podcast is hosted by anchor record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone the editing and music library are all at your fingertips at anchor.fm download the app from your favorite app store